Hello, I'm a cow. A recapitulating cow. Moo. Normally, I work in another building in the complaints department. Oh, you don't even want to know some of the things that I've had to listen to, and it wouldn't be so bad if they would keep the air conditioning at a reasonable temperature, but it goes up and down like the whole goddamn building's got menopause. Speaking of which, I don't like to complain, but the woman who sits in the desk upstairs from me has been complaining about the vending machine. I think she's the one breaking it so she can eat all the potato chips. I think she's stealing them. And I only say that because whenever I go to get a snack, the machine is broken and the chips are all gone. So one day, she called to file the same complaint and I asked her, Do you like potato chips? Well, that quieted her down. I didn't hear from her again for six weeks. Anyway, they fired me because they said I was insane. So this is my new job. Hello, I'm a cow. And I'm going to recapitulate. Uh, well, unfortunately, there won't be time for an episode of the Pirate League program. I know a program that has an excellent recapitulator. He's a cat. His name is Meanwhile. It's called uh, Darkheart Forest. It's very popular with elderly witches. You see, witches live for centuries. Dementia starts at about age 81. So there's a lot of witches wandering around muttering gibberish and turning people into cats and flowers and furniture and things like that. Anyway, Darkheart Forest is a television program just for them. Oh, oh, th th there he is. Previously on Darkheart Forest. The gardener of Pitchwillow Pond told the villagers that he didn't notice the foul smell or the plague. But Tiny John John, through the keyhole of his bedroom, saw him cure a man of leprosy using blue magic. When he ran to tell his sister, Lady Face Pink, she was getting ready for the Prince's Festival, having learned that the exiled Marquis had secretly returned. When John John stamped his foot, she retaliated by breaking his favorite looking glass, and strange glowing lacerations appeared on her hands. Meanwhile, at the Court of Knives, Judge Glumpner sentences a man to 16 years of torture for the crime of laughing without permission, not knowing that the man is his daughter Alexandra's lover. She interrupts the sentencing to beg for mercy, but is surprised when she doesn't seem to know his name. Suddenly, she realizes that he is the secret head of Nemesis Untitled, the cult that overthrew the colorblind king 12 years ago. Alexandra kills the judge by stabbing him in the throat. Meanwhile, at Cuddle Me Close, the filthy bearded man called Bib narrowly prevents Inspector Teal from discovering that the refurbished cutlery supplier is really a brothel. After they drink to his honor, he says he is tired and pretends to go to his bedroom. Instead, he creeps into the private office of Madrigal Minuet, the house's madam. Reading her ledger, he finds his greatest fears confirmed that his daughter, Margot, sold his other daughter, Maxine, to that brothel after the last eclipse. Meanwhile, in the distracted hills, Margot and Maxine, still under the curse of the orphaned owls, are fighting in the wasteland. When the eclipse comes, the curse takes effect, and their personalities reverse. Wicked Margot becomes Margot Lovelyheart, while Maxine the Good becomes Mean Maxine. The quarrel continues exactly as before, except that now it is Margot who pleads with her sister for peace. Meanwhile, in Superior City, the city's first villain emerges. He is called the Fib, and he targets liars of all kinds, uttering his mantra, The mask shall be as ugly as the play. 
He disfigures his victims in ways he imagines echo the lies that they have told, and now he is on his way to disfigure the mayor's entirely benevolent daughter, Benevola, because she lied to her father to escape his cruelty. She is helpless in the vault of a bank when the hero, calling himself Man of Virtuous Strength, decides he will go to rescue her. Just then, police kick down the door and inform him that he is under arrest for the attempted murder of the Scarlet Governess. Meanwhile, in the secret hall beneath the town square, the Cartographer's Guild takes another vote to resolve a tie that has been deadlocked for seven years. To everyone's astonishment, the chairwoman casts her deciding vote to chart the Never Now Sea, even though the Eighth Argonaut is her own son, Peregrine Dim. He refuses the mission and is set adrift in the locked cargo hold of an unmanned ship. As he is dragged, screaming from the room, we see that the chairwoman holds a letter from his father. It reads, Why did you bury me? I wasn't dead. Meanwhile, at the Iron Church, seven women in bridal gowns convene in silence. When the clock strikes twelve, they remove their veils to reveal the heads of different animals. Lion, cat, bear, shark, falcon, tiger, frog. It is clear from the pattern in which they are standing that there should be an eighth. The shark looks up at the eclipse and says, Too late. The frog says, Not quite. Meanwhile, in the kitchen of the fourth house on the east side of Marset Road, Joanna Kenter savors the aroma of the meatloaf she has prepared and smiles as she calls her children in, the boy, the girl, and the middle child whose sex is still unknown. Joanna looks up at the sky, concerned by the steady disappearance of the sun behind the shadow of the world. But the children marvel as the eclipse reveals unnatural features of their neighborhood. Look, it's the forest. You can see the forest. Does this mean they will come through? Joanna tells them the world is not a game, and it's a sin to love the monstrous. They hang their heads and march inside. And in the last moment before the season goes dark, we notice what Joanna has been hiding behind her back. A bladed object, like a knife, and an unlabeled bottle of black fluid. But this, uh, this is not a dream. No. Am I going to die? Do you know me? I, uh, they call thee Meanwhile. Thou art a good kitty, a fine cat. And thou art her familiar. And her friend. Yes. Is she already on her way? You've been listening to the Pirate Glee program by Michael Merriam. The music was provided by Kevin McLeod of IndomitTech.com.